Shalom to all. Today's office is Yudaf Yudches, and we are starting 12 lines from the top with the brand new Mishnah. And we continue learning about the Kayan Gadol and his seven-day preparation before him Kippur. The Mishnah tells us, Must realize the Kayan Bezin. They gave him two Zikanim from the elders of Bezin, the Karin Lafan of the Seder Hayyim, and they used to read the Seder Hayyim in front of him, meaning the Avaita of Yim Kippur, so he could be fluent with it. By Mimlai, they actually would tell him, Ishi Kayan Gadol, my master the Kayan Gadol, Kara Atabaficha, you should read it with your mouth. Shem Shachachta, perhaps you forgot the Halachas, Hashem Lailamata, perhaps you never learned the Halachas. And Erev Yim Kippurim Erev Yom Kippur in the morning, Mamidin Mizrach, they would stand by the Shar Mizrach, the eastern gate, Mavir and Lafanov, and they would pass in front of him Parim Ve'il Mukvasim, oxen, rams, and sheep, so that he should recognize each of these animals and remind himself of the Avaida that he was going to be doing with these animals. All seven days, they wouldn't prevent him from eating and drinking. However, as it neared nightfall, Erev Yom Kippur, they would not allow him to eat a lot because food brings about sleep, and they did not let him sleep in Kippur night. They didn't want him to have a seminal omission. Then he would be tummy in the morning, he would go to the mikvah, and he wouldn't be tar until after him Kippur. We don't want him to sleep. However, throughout the seven days itself, he is allowed to sleep, because even if he has a seminal omission, he sees Kerry, it's not a problem. He wakes up in the morning, goes to the mikvah, and he'll be tar the next night. We just don't want that to happen on Yom Kippur itself. And now the Gemara analyzes this first part of the Mishnah. It makes sense, it's reasonable to say that perhaps he forgot the halachas. Perhaps he didn't learn the halachas. Would we even even a point to Kain Gadol that never learned the halachas? Vatan, you have a b'raisa. The Torah says as follows, And the kind which is greater than his brothers. He should be greater than his brothers, in strength, in beauty, in wealth. And others say, How do we know if he doesn't have wealth? He has everything else, but he's not wealthy. That his brothers, the Kainim, they actually elevate him and they give him money to make him wealthy. Tom Lemert says in the Pasuk, Make him greater through his brothers, meaning they're going to give him gifts and they're going to make him wealthy. But we see from here that he has to be wiser and a bigger Talmud Chacham than everyone else. How could it be that he didn't know the halachas? Amar Yisvi says, like Kasha, there's no problem. Kavim Mikdash Rishin, Kavim Mikdash Shani. One is talking about the Beis Mikdash Rishin. They always made sure to appoint the Kohen Gadol. There was a big Talmud Chacham. But in the second Beis Mikdash, we already know that the Kohen Gadolim weren't exactly up to par. The Amar Vasi says, Tarkav Dinari Ali Le Martabas Baisus Liyane Malka. Martabas Baisus gave a Tarkav of golden dinarim to Yani the King Al Dukme Yeshua Ben Gamla Bekhani Ravavi in order to appoint Yeshua Ben Gamla the Kohen Gadol. She was a wealthy widow engaged to Yeshua, and she paid off Yanai Melch to appoint him as Kain Gadol. So we already know that by the second base Hamikdash, you could buy your way into the Kuna Gadol. So it's very possible that he was an Amma Aretz, and he never even knew the Halachas. And the Mishnah continued by saying, Erev Yom Kippurim Shachris, they would pass these animals in front of him. However, the Gemara says, Tana, we have a Baraisa, Afa Seirim. This Baraisa says they would even pass the goats in front of him because part of the Avadim Kippur was also done with goats. Why didn't our Tana say that they would pass the Seirim in front of him? So he answered, Since they're brought because of a Chet, they're meant to be Mechaper for Chet of Kla Yisrael, Chal Shadate, perhaps he's going to despair. You're going to remind him of the sins of Kla Yisrael before Yom Kippur, he's going to despair and perhaps give up. So we don't want to remind him of that. Ask the Gemara Yachi Parnami, Al Chetu Asi. What about the power which we do pass in front of him, even according to the Tanah of Mishnah? That's going to remind him of the Chet. The Gemara says, no. Par, Kivan the Olaval Echava Kaihanim Hudasi, since this par is coming to atone for his Chataim and his brothers, the Kaihanim, so Ba'achava Kaihanim, Ika Inish, Ismail Milsa, among his brothers, among the other Kaihanim, if there's someone there that has a sin, made the Yadale, he's going to know about it. Umahadale Bachuva, and he's going to encourage that kind to do Chuva. Bakuli Yisrael, Layada. However, he's not going to know who in Klai Yisrael didn't have era, so he's going to have Chalisha Sadas, and we don't want to remind him of the sins of Klai Yisrael. Now, about this thing that we just said, that the Kayan Gadol is going to know if one of the Kayanim has a sin. Amravini says, Hainu Darmi this is what people say, If your sister's son is a policeman 
henchman for the king, meaning he's one of the king's henchmen. Don't be seen in front of him in the shuk because he knows all your personal affairs and he's going to find some sort of excuse to fine you or take away your money. And the Mishnah had said, They wouldn't prevent him from eating and drinking except for the last day right about Erev Yom Kippur. He says, They would give him fine flowers and eggs in order to loosen him, to loosen his bowels so that he could relieve himself before Yom Kippur so that he doesn't have to go to the bathroom on Yom Kippur. They told him, For sure you're going to bring him to Chimam, you're going to bring him to arousal. These foods increase the production of semen and it's more likely that he's going to end up having a mission, so don't give him these foods. And Tanya, he says the name of Meir, we do not feed the kind God, and some say, and some say, not even white wine. What does that mean? Don't give him any of these foods because it could be and he might end up having seminal mission. And some say, what's that? Not fatty meat, and not aged wine. And some say, not even white wine, even if it's not aged, why not? Because white wine could bring a person to having a seminal mission, seeing carry, and then he's going to be Tame. And continuing on with this topic, Tana Rabban, we have a brass says, Zav, if a person had some sort of discharge, and we don't know whether or not this is a Tame type of discharge, we're going to attribute it to the fact that he ate excessively, and because of that, this was an external factor that caused him to have this discharge, but he's not really Tame. Or if he ate one of these foods that may cause him to have a discharge, we're going to say that's why he had it and he's not really Tame. He tells him, we're not going to give him the following foods while he's in his Shivanakim. We know if a person is Tame because he had a discharge, so he has to count seven clean days to ensure that he doesn't have any more discharges. But during those seven days, we're not going to give him the following foods. And not anything that might bring him to Toma because if he ends up eating these foods and he has a discharge, it's going to be from this external factor. However, he's going to have to restart his count of seven days and wouldn't want that to happen. Now, what are these foods? No milk, no cheese, no eggs, and not wine. What's that? The gimel is grisim shalpul. This is talking about liquid of pounded beans. That's fatty meat. Or fish fats. And what are we coming to include when we say not anything else that could bring him to Toma? To bring what we say in the following There are five things that could cause a person to a state of Toma. And these are them. Garlic. And cress. And purslane, which is some sort of herb, and eggs, and rocket, which is a plant that has white, yellow, or purple flowers, and the leaves are bitter like mustard. And once we mentioned gargir, we have a passage like, There was a person that went out to the field to gather iris. We have a brass of Meir. Ze gargir. Iris is gargir. Why do we call it iris? Because it brightens the eyes, it gives a person better eyesight. And Amrav Huni says, If a person finds gargir, if he's able to eat it, he should eat it. If he can't eat it, he shall at least pass it in front of his eyes. And Amrav Papa, he says, This is only by Gargira Matsrana, if it grows on the border of the field, no other plants grow near it, and this way its potency isn't diminished by the other plants taking its nourishment. And continuing to talk about carry at night, Amrav Gidol Amarav Achsanai, a guest, he shouldn't eat eggs. That's because he might have a seminal emission, and then he's going to be degraded in the eyes of his host when he sees that they have this emission at night. And he shouldn't sleep in the garment of the Baal if the Baal is going to use it during the day, again, he's going to 
going to see the stain on the garment, and that's going to be a source of degradation and embarrassment for this person. And Rav Kimikla Darshish, when he visited Darshish, Machras, he would announce the following, Man Havel Yoimo, who wants to be my wife for the time that I'm here, meaning for the day or for the few days that I'm here. And Rav Nachman, Kan Shech when he visited this area, Machras, he would also announce, Man Havel Yoimo, who wants to be my wife for this time. And the reason why they did so is because if they had a wife, that would prevent them from having improper thoughts. But now the Gemara asks, Vatan, we have a brasa, he tells us, a person shouldn't marry a woman in this country, in this area, in this locale, and have children, and then marry a woman in a totally different locale, perhaps the children from these marriages are going to end up meeting up with each other. They're not going to know that they're brother and sister. And then you're going to have a brother marrying his sister, and that's terrible. And fill the entire world with mamzerim. And this the Pasuk says, marry a woman in one area, and then marry a woman in a totally different area. So the Gemara gives an answer, no problem. Amri, they say, Rabbi is great people, they're very well known, and therefore if they marry someone else, their children are definitely going to know that they are the child of this great rabbi, and then we're not going to have this issue. But we continue asking, he asked, let's say one person proposed to a woman in order to get married to her, and she accepted. She has to count seven clean days. This is called Dam Chimud. Perhaps because of her excitement of marriage, she had a slight discharge of blood, so she has to count seven clean days. So how could he just walk into town and get married right away? She wouldn't be mutter to him anyway. So the Gemara answers, Rabbanan, these rabbis, they do have a maidul they would announce before their visit that they're coming, have a they would send their messenger, and then when they came, it was ready seven days later, and this wife would be permitted to them. Alternatively, they actually were just miyachid with these women, they never actually consummated the marriage with them. Now, why would they do this? There's no comparison to someone who has bread in his basket to someone who doesn't have bread in his basket. This is a lashanaki, a nicer way of saying that he has a wife that's permitted to him. If so, then he's less tempted to have improper thoughts. So even though if they wanted to be with this new wife, they weren't allowed to because of Dam Chimud, since within a short amount of time they will be permitted to them, this is already considered a wise strategy to prevent bad thoughts. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.